Welcome to Lagging Behind Episode 8. As you can tell by my lack of Geordie sultry tones, uh, this is going to be a very special version of the podcast in the fact that we are a man down because he's gone to play cricket. And if that reveal hasn't bowled you over, wait till you hear what we have coming up in this podcast. However, I'm not completely alone. I am joined by the ever, the only guy who can say he's never missed the podcast, the ever-present, the heartbeat of Lagging Behind, Sean Slazo King Hickman. How are you, Sean? Wow, okay. Are you, Sean? My God, the full name. Damn. I know. I, w- I was building you up, so I thought if I'm calling you the heartbeat of the show, you need to be The heartbeat kid. <laughs> if you want to do that and get a copyright that's, violation, that, you do that. No, they couldn't get me for that one. Uh, yeah, like life's life's good, Squiggy. Uh, I was gonna be on assignment, but no, we've just fully added him. Yeah, he's off having cricket fun. What well, I honestly wanted to say, bowled him over, and we be we will be revisiting cricket later. You got so a I'm surprising just... number of cricket puns in there. Squiggy would be I pleased. Know. To be fair, I was thinking bowled him over, but if you're disappointed, Squiggy isn't here, then you probably felt like you've gone out for a duck. Oh, that's right, cricket puns. I've got them. I've also just started, you know. Getting into I, cricket, it's crazy because you said that and I could start hearing crickets. I know, I know. That that really hurt me and this is why you're the heartbeat. It's this sassy humour that keeps them coming back. Anyway, we without Squiggy, we still have a packed episode of podcast. You'll be glad to hear Slazo because when I'm in charge, so much preparation goes into it. This is where you clap and say, yeah. About as okay. much preparation as Squiggy does. I'll take it. So, we're going to go through what we've been playing shortly, and I'm going to get to the hard-hitting questions that we've been written into the show, Slazo, the long coming <laughs> As a proper oh. journalist, I am I am coming over the scoop that the people and fans have tweeted at lagging. No, at, at behind, behind lagging. lagging. But they, yeah, we've had some requests, Slazo, and I'll get to that in what we've been playing. Oh, we're also going to go through okay. what come out on this day, because July 21st, as everyone knows, is the height of the gaming season. So some cla- actually, to be fair, I'm sarcastically saying this, but some notable games did come out on this day for once. Yeah, so, so you, you gave me the crib sheet, and I was like, ooh, some fun stuff, huh? I know. I, I did have to filter through DLC. DLC. Ooh, DLC. Look, so, uh, look some people really things. want Dead or Alive 5 DLC, and who are we to stop them? That's true, and if you're one of those people, kudos. Uh, <laughs> and also, to wrap up the podcast that we'll get later, which I'm very excited because it's one of my favourite segments is game on trial that means another game is being put in front of us well me the jury in this case and to see if it's worth i don't know having a good reputation and slazer you're gonna be putting that game on trial later and you're very excited about this because it's something you love talking about sure okay i want it's more enthusiasm i see what squeaky has to deal with now Sure. <laughs> that's why he's good <laughs> thank you so let's let's without further ado i know you're fine but I want to know what you've been playing, Slazo. Hit me with that list since we last spoke on the podcast. Can do. So, um, well, the first one I'll kind of briefly touch on it and then skip over. Uh, I finished Ori since the last time we did this podcast. I've uh, 100%ed it. The free stuff segment. So you're not going to be skipping that over in a few weeks. You're going to be... Yeah, no, ep- episode 10 will be uh, deep diving into Ori. But... Uh, in the meantime, yeah, I've, I've finished it, and there's a couple of, like, challenge run achievements, so I'm just working on those now. So it'll be interesting to see if I still, like, what my thoughts are on the game, because often when you go for, like, a hard mode or a don't-die achievement, it kind of can really expose whether you actually enjoyed the game or whether you're like, nope, fuck this, I'm out. It also can turn love to hate quite easily. Pretty much. Because we look at games like, I don't know why I'm 
come to mind that something like Assassin's Creed, you could love the overall story and experience, but if you go for that 1,000 or 100% completion, you're Look, doing stuff you I, to do. Looking for flags was, that was the day. That, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm building this up so that Ori might get a better review when you think, oh, it could be worse. Could Ori be is better than Assassin's Creed 1, can confirm. Ooh, I can't wait for our free stuff episode 10 podcast. Anyway, what else have you been playing Duh. other than the wonderful game that you're mandatory meant to be playing? Well, thank you. Oh, hard, hard selling mode today, aren't you? So, uh, yeah. Otherwise, I've played. I started on Wargroove on the Switch. Uh, for those not familiar, it's kind of like a spiritual successor to Advance Wars. So it's the closest you'll ever get to like an Advance Wars Five, seeing as Nintendo have effectively killed the franchise. Uh, but it's instead of like being more like tanks and guns and everything, it's more like a more feudal style thing. So you have pikemen, uh, swordsmen. A dog. You have a dog as a general, which, if you love dogs, is no doubt adorable. So disappointed. Swordsman, pikeman. It's dog it's more. Men? It's. Dog I men? mean, there's dragons in it and stuff like that, but it's more like it's more high fantasy than it is like an actual war. Like it's Advanced more Wars like was. if I like Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones yeah. and that sort of medi not medieval but high fantasy. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't like the phrase high fans, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so that's re- did that just come out? Is it you on? Top no, of the that's been out for years. Time? God no, no. I bought that okay, on launch and was like, I'm gonna play this, and because I had a friend who worked on it, and because I love Advance Wars, and I've just gotten to it now. So like, there you go. That's that's my that's my sense of timing. But uh, I haven't played a huge amount, but uh, the couple of story missions I've done, I've enjoyed enough. It's got like little more animated cutscenes in it, which Advance Wars doesn't have. And it kind of tries to have the same kind of giving characters and generals the same sense of personality. Uh, but we'll see how it plays out. I'm looking forward to playing all of that at some point. So how many hours you put into that? Just Like, just like one. One or two. Sorry. Dude, I didn't mean to be optimistic there. It's just that when you told me the name of it, I instantly thought it was a dance sim. I don't know why. That's a bit no. odd. I don't know what it is about that name. but um, Probably the word like groove. Some... I think it probably is the word groove and I would just instantly focus on that. That sounds like yeah, something. No, it's, I'm, it's I've not cryptopanetic answer. Yeah. I've never heard of this game, which probably says a lot either about me or about said game. But I'll let you decide which one, people listening. <laughs> They're all like, I've never heard of it too. Anyway, anything else you've been playing, Blazo? Uh, less plain, but I did also make a whole bunch, make a whole bunch, no I didn't do that, sorry, I uh, made a game for the recent Game Makers Toolkit Game Jam, so, and I've also been playing out a bunch of other games that people have made in a vat, so basically that was, you had 48 hours to make a game around the theme Out of Control, which I did, um, as this comes out the weekend for last. It was a huge blast. I had a great amount of time. Uh, my friends also made a game, so we were kind of all just hanging out together on Discord while we were trying to desperately get everything to work or not work. Because remember, it's a feature, not a bug. But uh, yeah, it was it was good fun, and now I've had a chance to play some of the other ones that other people have made. Stuff like, uh, I think, Blugger was a cool one, which is like a Finder's Keeper style thing where you've got a golden snitch running rampage through a house and you have to try and catch it while it destroys everything and keep it out of sight of uh, the king. Uh, another disaster, my lord, was another fun one, which was kind of like um, a strategy style thing where you had like a bunch of different resources and you had to send them off to deal with constantly happening disasters like plagues and uh, <laughs> rampaging armies and such. So yeah, and then obviously there's a bunch of stuff like shooters and tower defense and loads of other fun things. It's 
Uh, by the time this comes out, the rating period's all over, so you can still play them, but you won't be able to like rate them as part of the game jam. But uh, it's there's definitely a lot of cool stuff. Like there are over five thousand entries, and I've definitely played some fun things in that. So enjoyed that. For anything else? Because I mean, I I feel like you're holding back on me here, Slazo. As a journo, I'm here. I'm sensing it. I mean, I've been playing gachas, so I guess I can talk about the summer events and stuff <laughs> like Dragalia Lost if you want. I mean, they're I mean, they're nice. They're fun. They're simple. I thought this one did a better job with the event format they introduced a month ago or so. We've got a writing question here from Darren Paul and another one from Alex Couscous Cousins. Funny that these people have nicknames on. (laughs) It's how they sign their emails. Their email! They emailed this in! (laughs) Where can can viewers email in their questions, Laura? They can email them in at purefeverrules at gmail.com I don't use that account, so you can feel free to email it, and I check it just solely for behind lagging questions. Anyway, no, no, the I will, podcast uh, is called Lagging Behind Laura. Behind lagging I is the know, Twitter. I know, but they get what I mean. Yeah. They, these are actually dedicated fans that email questions in. Would you like to know the question? It was a question that you have been witness playing Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm dabbling in the remake. Yeah, and they would like to know where you are in the game, what you're up to, and how's it going. Uh, yeah, it's it's going pretty well. Like I'm having I'm having a blast. Uh, about probably. But where about... exactly? Where are you? <laughs> what exactly is the last thing you've done in the game? <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, I've been playing some Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm still in chapter nine, which is called the City That Never Sleeps, or it might as well be called the chapter that never ends because it feels like it goes on and on. Not necessarily in a bad way. Just this chapter feels so much longer than any others. Uh, it's the one set in kind of war market, so the like glitzy, glamoury, seedy underbelly of the slums. And yeah, I can hear my phone binging, man. I wonder what that is. Oh, look, there it is. Who knew? But uh, yeah, uh, I've just done the kind of like the dancing mini game style stuff with, I believe it's Andreas. I could be wrong right, with that name. So now all the characters are nicely dressed up, and it's time to go see Don Corneo. So I haven't played it a huge amount since last time. Uh, it was an annoying bit, like, because there's, there's a little bit of the game where you're only playing as Cloud, and normally that's not too bad, like, you play as Cloud against Fight the Turks, but um, for this one it was like, play as Cloud in an arena where this enemy has an electric stun, and boy, if you get hit by that, you've essentially lost the fight, because there's no other party member to bail you out, which was annoying. So, yeah, I'm still having fun though, like, I'll, I'll get through it eventually. But probably won't finish it before the next bloody game free stuff thing we have to do is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tune in for episode 10 where Slays and Moans about having to do this free stuff playthrough. I don't. Uh, making me play games that are free. God. I know. I mean, making me play games that you own, also another thing you hate to do. Am I right? Hey? 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 That's right. No. Nobody can laughter here if this no, was a I good No, I don't hate playing games I own, Laura. Why would I hate playing games I own? I don't know, but yeah, just don't do it. Is that, I that doesn't mean I, I hate doing it. it. <laughs> well, I, that seems like you've played a lot this week, Slazo. I'll give you this. It's almost like it wasn't to... a week. It's a fortnight. I always forget that. You know I always forget <laughs> that. <laughs> Even though it's been a fortnight, time moves differently for me. But anyway, it does still seem like you've played a lot in a fortnight. Sometimes you are struggling, but that does seem like you got through a lot. I mean, uh, well, if I'm struggling, then no doubt, Laura, you've got like a, a whole oh. hour's worth of stuff you can talk about right here. Let's talk about what I've been playing, dabbling in, dabble being the key word. So, 
Let's start with the stuff I've actually been putting hours into. FIFA 20, once again, pro clubs. That's where I'm at. And you know how I feel about it, Slazo? I feel mad. That game gets worse the more I play it, and yet I continue to play it because, hey, multiplayer fun times. Have you considered not playing I have, but I enjoy the banter. Have, um, have you considered like... the fact that you didn't own this game a month or so ago, if I remember correctly, and then no, I got it. it at launch. Oh, okay, sorry, ignore me. Right, ignore that. One. Yeah, no, um, I, I when it came out last year, I wasn't really playing much because I was busy and swamped in work, and yeah. it was like the only game I really bought at launch because I get to play it with people that I know, and it got neglected. I mean, I played more. I think in the last month, I've done actual single player with the team, and that was the first time, which says a lot about the game. But um, yeah, Club is a well and truly alive, and it has hilarious moments, but it's not really complimentary on the game if you get my drift. Watching the inconsistent touches from certain players, watching people be able to not score from three yards out, watching a goalkeeper sort of... I can't describe... You, you don't watch football, but I'll get this. A goalkeeper's job is to make a save and dive for the ball, right? Yes. There are times in Club where, especially uh, this game was very recently... The goalie came out, stood and faced the goal and watched the wrong way as the ball went past him. Don't know what the goalie saw. Seemed like he got spooked by something and decided to break. That sort of thing happens a bit. So, um, yeah. That's FIFA. I'm going to move on from FIFA. Though. It's so, got so... Volta football, Laura. <laughs> the heart and soul of football. If I learned anything from E3 last year, it was that. Well, you know what? The heart and soul were rotten to the core. That's oh, right. Oh, shade. <laughs> Aside from FIFA, the other one I've been putting some serious hours into, uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Oh Once my god. Could you I... be the definition of a casual gamer more if you try? I... You're going to like where I go after this, though. If you say but GTA Duty... 5 as the final one, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> How dare you only assume there's one more? Anyway, Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> so, obviously, I've played it a lot. I never really took it seriously because I just want an easy life, you know? That's fair. Um. But I've started to take it more seriously because they all, nah, 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 take it seriously, stop eating ice cream. Oh, what's that crunching noise? You know, that sort of thing that I get. <laughs> Realistic. And, very specific, um, weirdly. It is. Anyway, so I started focusing. I've got better. I understand it more. I enjoy it more because I'm better at it. I'm not great. I'm still bad. I'm still like bad here. But you know what I mean? I'm not instantly dying all the time because I'm an idiot. Yes. Or instantly dying because I'm eating some ice cream. You're not like I was when I first started playing Apex and was like, oh man, here we get dead. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, I won my first game as a part of the team. I didn't do much in terms of kills, but what I did do was stay alive. So I mean, that's, that's important in some ways. I mean, did you yeah. buy anyone back in? feel like a person who paid attention would know, and I did pay attention. I'm pretty sure I did. I at least revived someone. Well, there you go. See, and, that's contributing. So, so I did stuff, right? And I also spot a lot. That's like my thing to be like, look out over there and stuff like that. So, that's a very important thing. I did... I did my point, to, uh, did my part to help get the win, but it's my first and only win. It probably remained my first and only win for a while. But the important thing is, I won. I wanted this on the podcast. Thank you. Welcome to my TED talk. No, but yeah, I'm quite happy. I won. I got to see the end screen. I will say that I disconnected from the party after it because we had some party chat issues during the end play of the game, and then I saw the credits roll saying thanks to all the. You know they do in memoriam of the other players at the end when you win. And, sure. Um, <laughs> as you know, as a serial winner of the game. As a serial um, player of the game, Laura, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I 
left the sort of party and then I just saw a lot of angry people speaking very fast and I was like, oh no. But um, yeah, it was nice to get a win on Warzone and that's inspired me to probably play more, which is probably how they get you. So that's nice. But aside from Warzone, this is Sazo, this is where it's going to get wacky and you're going to stop calling me a casual gamer. Please do. I started Agents of Mayhem. So this is this is interesting. You hadn't started it before now? No. Your because... beloved Saints Row? Right. We don't like to... I'm not even... We're not going to... We're not. We're, we're going to acknowledge that it's in the Saints Row universe. Okay. Because they have connections. But we're not calling it a Saints Row game. Because Saints Row deserves to be protected at all costs. But yes. I obviously was always intrigued when they announced this. Because obviously it's kind of like a crackdown vibe. But the Saints Row connection. I was like, what can they... You know, they can't mess this up. Um, and then I didn't get it because it got very... It got... It got... There was a very nice thing being said about it. And then it went on sale for like three quid. Um, Damn, that's oh. yeah, like uh, last year I think. And I, uh, my parents would put it away for Christmas because a free quid game for Christmas. It's a whole thing. So I got it at Christmas technically. But um, so I started playing it. And um, also, by the way, this comes with the date. This was the day one edition, just to show how well it sold. By the way, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So, which includes six day one editions in plus playable agent Johnny Gat, just to make me think of the good times Saints Row had. Anyway, so I've put maybe about a couple of hours into it. There is a lot of talking. Like, for a game, there is a lot of talk. I don't hate everything in it, it just feels very basic and very, like, it actually feels like very crackdown tunes that didn't come on with some Saints Row energy humour on it. Like, a lot of purple but they've got really like interesting characters that they've worked hard on but it's very much like i'm playing it and only enjoying the the jokes not the gameplay do you know what i mean i'm just holding the trigger moving along driving from point a to b it's very meh it's not like the worst game i've ever played but i can't say i've enjoyed it do you think you'd have liked it I... more if you played it before like saints row 3 and 4 I probably wouldn't have played Saints Row 3 and 4 if I connected the dots right. to play in that. Which says a lot, because I really love Saints Row 3 and 4. But it just this game comes across as just very... The humour is great in some parts. Some of the jokes are funny. I'm not going to take that away. But some of it's just too cheesy. Some of it's just trying too hard, if that makes sense. Like, some of the humour in Saints Row is because they make an obvious joke and that's why it's funny. It's like There's a fine balance between that, if you know what I mean. Like laughing at how obvious it is can be a sense of humour but this is just doesn't feel right particularly so um, but yeah I will continue to play it and I will give you a further update if it gets any better there's some like I said there's some cool stuff with characters like there's one character as a crossbow and stuff like that it's yeah it, I wouldn't recommend it Slazo though three quid not exactly going to break your balance but. not really it's not one on my list to play so I wouldn't worry yeah maybe so, and then, what else have I played? I have also played the Untitled Goose game for the first time that I've been meaning to You play. hadn't played it up until now? What? I, I, I was waiting for the right time. Fair but, enough. Um, no. Okay. I, I played it, I played it like, put like half an hour in it. I didn't put a lot into it because it felt, it feels like one of these games that I'm going to be able to just go to and do what I want when I want. So, um. It's not that long, so you'd be able to beat it in like an afternoon or a day. Thank you for that. That's so much faith for me. I'm not very good at it. I was like, ooh, goose. 
But um, I I enjoy the concept of it. I see why everyone went crazy for it. It just feels it feels something different. Which yes. is probably more after Agents of Mayhem and feeling like I'm just playing a generic seven out like seven out of ten is generous, but the generic stuff going to the goose game was like, oh this is refreshing and new and gaming is alive with creativity. Um so that was yeah. I've got to play more of it to give a better opinion on it, but I will say I've started it and I'm kinda I'm kinda happy I did because I kinda I kinda get the vibes there. I think that is legitimately everything I played. That's everything you played, Sazo. So do you know what that means? Yes. It's time for On This Day! Okay. I'm getting no enthusiasm from you, Sazo. So this podcast is dropping on July 21st, and if you're listening to it on day one, that's right. You don't get any exclusive DLC, but this does make more sense to you, this segment. If you're listening to this on July 21st, <laughs> thanks for uh, listening and subscribing on launch day. Uh, if, if not, then uh, make sure to subscribe so you get episodes the day they come out. So this segment is ultra-relevant. You and you can easily, you don't even have to use the word subscribe. Subscribe's such an ugly word because on Spotify you can follow and it just it just feels like there's no secret hidden agendas there with a nice follow button instead of subscribe. Personally, that's on me. But you want to you want to know what happened on this glorious day? I'm gonna take you back to 2005 to kick off this list, Lazo. You know, I said about cricket coming back. Yes, right. Or is it national cricket 2005 come out on this day? Man, what did the 2005 edition add, Laura? Add cricket. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the 2004 one had cricket, Laura. What did this one add? I didn't actually know these were yearly franchises until you said no. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it was like FIFA, but I'm now looking it up for you, Mr. Uh, pedantic. But I just wanted to talk about how great it is to have a good cricket series, because this one was one of the highly rated ones. I know I that mean... much. You say how nice it is to have one. Does this still exist? Is there a 2020 version of this hot franchise, Laura? Is that? I don't know. I'm asking you. It's a question. Why would you not preempt me when I was talking about this in the press? (laughs) Why would you do me like this? I don't think there is. I don't think there's been one since. Since. Two thousand seven. <laughs> this is where Squeaky edits it. He's like, no, no, no. Uh, see, this is why Squeaky needs to turn up when we do cricket stuff. But it's, I do think they switched over to a different brand that didn't have Brian Lara's face on it. I feel like international cricket became a thing. I feel and... like there are no cricket games, Laura. I no, feel like is. cricket games one. went to die. No, there is a cricket game for this year. Is there? There's always a. Yeah. What's it called? I just think it's called cricket. I think it's just called cricket. It's <laughs> just called cricket. Are we back in Benazira now? Here's tennis and here's cricket. Cricket video game 2020. It's called Cricket 2020. Mm. And there was Cricket 19 last year. So in your face, I was not joking. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you happy now? Can I talk about Brian Lara games? Go for it. T- tell me about the, the 2005 only- edition of this game. Oh, why do you want the 2005 edition? Because that's the one right. you said happened, came out on this day. I know, but they're all the same. I just There was a classic mode where you could do fa- use famous cricketers from the past. Oh, either man, like it. Match, a series of one day, world champion, the IC, a practice mode. Oh, my God, there was a practice mode. Also, can I say my favourite thing about... Um, no 2020, though, because that didn't exist yet. No, the uh, Brian Lara difficulty settings. I, I feel this is a thing that was in the whole series across... He's gonna edit and tell me off, but 
Um, they did it like slog mode, village county, and test, so it's done like cricket levels of difficulty. Slog so mode. Like, yeah. I get village county test. Like, those make sense. I think slog sense, is but... when you like slow, slow balls, isn't it? Slog. I might be wrong. I mean, maybe. Just seems a I weird thought... difficulty setting name. But you get my point. Anyway, Brian Lara cricket games are probably the peak of cricket games. And oh, have you played the one then? Of... Yeah, I have. Oh man, what? I you... like the idea that I think I could have played 2005. I'm not actually sure which one I played. It could have been 2007. I don't know. I've just never. Of... I've tried a couple of demos of cricket games over the years, and I've never ever seen the appeal of it. So I it doesn't seem like one I... that translates well to me. Right. It doesn't. I think you have to be a cricket fan to really appreciate them. That's probably why they're just simply called cricket 2020. You're yeah. cricket 19. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you want to play a cricket game, here is one. I think it's the same vibe with baseball games because they're a thing too, but it's very. But baseball's much bigger as a sport, so. Uh... But it's very American-driven, I would say. I know Japan. Japan, in Japan, Japan as well. loves baseball. I okay. I was gonna get there, but you see, what I'm, <laughs> in terms of certain countries, whereas football, I'd say basketball to agree maybe has a bigger worldwide appeal, but I could be. Uh, yeah, in, certainly in America. Uh, America is more into basketball than a lot of people, but. Yeah, yeah. in Europe is definitely football crazy, football mad. Yeah, but this is my point. They brand them to death. Brian Lara, it was a great time for cricket. But I was going to point out, I was you just threw me completely off, but um, the Brian Lara cricket series seemed like it did everything that a cricket fan wanted. If you know what I mean, that was always right. a series I hear cricket fans talk about a lot. I know that what we just referenced, I had to look up that there was a cricket game. I don't hear many people talking about it now. But when Brian Lara's face was on the box and stuff, I did see it on shelves. I did try it. Because I, I originally said, oh, I didn't really play the YouTube demo. I used to try play games of sports I didn't know to learn the rules so I could potentially <laughs> right. get into the sport. Okay. For example, I, 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 like, I like basketball. I was always sort of the one I liked playing at school and stuff. And I didn't really watch much of it. But then I started watching more of it. And then I basically played the basketball video games because they were fun. But also it helped teach me the rules and stuff. And the right. players and stuff, and then I could. That helps me get into the actual sport and get up to date and stuff. It's not the same with football because I know how to, I've always brought up in football, but it's like if you play FIFA and then learn the rules of football. Like it's a bit good way to learn the offside rule because you're doing it yourself. So it sounds really basic and appealing, but that's the same way I tried the Madden games to try and understand NFL a bit more. Ha 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 ha! Good luck with that one. American, I did. I did American all right. Football is, all right. Is. It's, a, it's subpar rules, not subpar. There's just so many separate things to learn but the video game makes it easier and that's why i played this cricket game form potentially this one not 100 sure because they all blend into one in my mind all right we're gonna move away from cricket which Please i can do. hear scree- <laughs> screams of squiggy somewhere uh 2010 was the year slazo oh. limbo was the game Man. xbox 360 worldwide baby yeah one of the summer of arcade games for that year i think was that the first? Was no, the that wasn't the first yeah. summer. Okay. No, either. but it was a poster boy for. A it was definitely I, yeah. I think it was probably the most notable one of that year's lineup. And yeah, it's a really even now it's still a really atmospheric platformer, from its use of uh, monochromatic panels. Everyone remembers the sodding spider and trying to escape that in the first third of the game. I think it is. Uh, the game never really matches that same kind of high as that first third, but it's yeah, it's very. It's a just a really in an era before two D indie platformer was a punchline. It was a really cool two D indie platformer. I mean, I just feel like it's iconic to the sense that I can just picture it. Yes, I don't even need well, to it look it up. It has a very distinctive art style. 
Yeah, the fact is, when you say Limbo, I read it, instantly got the uh, the cigarette that I think they pushed all the way through when the E3, when they were showing yes. it off, I think it was E3, when they were showing it off, instantly comes to your mind, instantly know what it is. I played, I do remember playing it, I wasn't very good at it, because it's not really my type of game. I say not good at it, I just didn't It's quite. It can be quite sense. tricky at times. Yeah, definitely. it's not... But I do remember it being a big deal. I do remember there being a lot of buzz around it, and it was great for the summer arcade, um, for the arcade games because it really because that was a big thing for the Xbox 360, the arcade games. Yes, it really put little ones on the map, and I do think that was something that benefited, but also helped drag attention to any other games in the summer arcade and stuff because it captures yeah. your eye and it stands out. You're like, oh, that Limbo game, yeah, I remember that, and then you check out other games and it's. Sort yeah, of. no, it definitely did. It, it definitely did. did great. And I mean, heck, you know a game's gone over well when other games start parodying it. And we've seen a bunch of games over the years where they've had, like, the limbo level where everything's, like, black and white and that kind of stuff. Heck, I think um one of the modern Donkey Kong countries has one. And um, if Nintendo are copying... Okay, if Nintendo slash Retro Studios are copying what you're doing, you've probably done something right. I wouldn't say copy inspired by... <laughs> in- sure. By Oh, okay. Right, you know you just said about Nintendo there? Heck yeah. Great. 2017, I'll paint the picture, imagine it. You're thinking, how can they follow up Nintendo, one of their most successful new franchises? You know what they do? They add a two on the end and it's Splatoon 2 that come out on this date in 2017. Yep. That came out for you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Bloody hell, I'm old. Right, uh, yeah, Splatoon 2. Um, it doesn't add a huge amount to Splatoon 1, it's more just... Well, more... they just slapped the two on it. <laughs> Uh, it's got a more expanded single player in it, but uh, and then obviously with the DLC Octo expansion, they did even more with that. But yeah, it's, Splatoon is probably Nintendo's best new IP of the past decade, and it was great to see more of it. It has like iconic characters, like I think this one is Marina and Pearl, if I remember correctly. Uh, they're great. Obviously, everyone loves customizing their squids to, and kid. Sorry, their squid kids to look kind of cool and awesome. Uh, squid and kids. I, the gameplay, just the gameplay idea of like Nintendo going like, what would we do if we were doing a shooter? Because obviously, such an overplayed genre, especially by when the first one came out, twenty fourteen or fifteen or whatever it was. So they were like, man, what can we do? Well, why don't we just make it into like a giant paintball battle? But then also, like, if you want to get your paint, you have to swim through paint, and the whole thing is more like a territory control kind of thing with paint. And it's it's just so fun and charming and simple. Like, and even if you haven't played it for years, it's easy to just drop back into it and just have a blast like shooting people with paintball guns as it were I yes I really love Splatoon I have nothing bad to say about Splatoon I mean to be fair with Splatoon you say there about how they can freshen up the shooting genre because it yes. was something that I don't want to say the 360 era killed but that was like I don't want to say they killed now. it but it was like every genre every genre every um, generation has its own kind of this is the big game for this generation and definitely yeah, the PS3 360 one was shooty bang I see. I think race has also got up there and got oversaturated. Yeah, that's much. But that's that's all. That's just you know we can go back and forth on this. But I do agree with everything you just said about Splatoon. It was nice that it got a sequel. Yes. Um, I do. I do like the fact they they do the Splatfest. Yeah. The uh, the I, I can't remember if it was weekly or not. In the end, though. like every so often they would do like a Splatfest, which is essentially just an A versus B. Like if you remember, everybody votes from way back in the day on Wii. It's that, but in Splatoon. So you have like various nonsense things, like vampires or werewolves or like tomato or no ketchup or mayonnaise. There, there's no correct. Tomato or tomato. 
Uh, but yeah, it was, as I say, it was it was just like a simple little dispute and it was really fun, especially to hear the two presenters like give their pitches on why one's better than the other and then obviously shoot it out for it. Uh, the results were a bit, it, they didn't have the greatest system of determining it because basically whichever team had less players, because usually one team would have like 75% of the team players and then one would have 25%. And yet the 25% player team usually won because the odds were stacked in their favour from the way it calculated things, but... It, as I said, like, these are small. It's, oh no, the, in this video game, pe- more people like mayo than ketchup. Okay. Yeah. I'll but move it gives on. You, <laughs> it gives you, like, the tie-in, something yeah. fun, a little twist, something different. It might not be the most perfect execution, as you say, with the system of how it determined it, but you can't fault the try and it didn't really take away from it because it's only a little thing. It's not like it ruined the game, you know what I mean? How <laughs> oh, dare mayo win? How dare you? But, um, yeah, I mean, I I would, I mean, I didn't realise it was 2017 either. I mean, are we entitled to a Splatoon 3? Is that. I would imagine gonna... one will come at some point. I don't, that's the thing, I don't know if it'll be on Switch because Nintendo seemed like Nintendo really like avoiding putting multiple entries of a franchise on the same console. That is what I was thinking. And also, like you said, there wasn't much overly big difference from 2 to 1 to 2. So it's, do, can they justify doing a 2 to 3? Do you know what? That's like at the same time. So I do like Nintendo. Like to be like, this is completely. This is yeah. You need this. Nintendo like, are very much, especially like you notice it now with a lot of their stuff like Paper Mario that just came out like a couple of days before we record this. They tend to be now like unless we have a specific new idea for this series that will do something different with it, then we're not going to bother making a new one. Like it's the thing I think they've always Fantastic. said because so many people are like, we want F Zero back, and they've said okay, but what would we do with a new F-Zero that we haven't already done with that franchise? I mean, that's a fair point. Nintendo um, don't <laughs> just like to make new games for the sake of making new games. It's kind of inspirational, to yeah. be honest. So, they also like to keep, you know, trying new IPs. I mean, other people wouldn't, I mean, other companies might not bother to try and find a way around the shooter genre and just go with things, but they did to freshen it up. Right, final game that come out on this day. Oh, and it's a it's one of your favourites, Lazo. Oh, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Also in twenty seventeen, Fortnite Battle Royal PlayStation released on PS4 in Europe, and all hell broke loose. I say all hell broke loose. Gaming changed forever. The kids took over, though. But um, <laughs> yeah, Fortnite. All right, that sounds a bitter about it. Back in oh, my kids. day, we played PUBG, <laughs> and it was all serious. <laughs> Uh, I like the idea. Are the kids out of touch, or is it me? Must be the kids. Yeah, I thought so, like um, was definitely the one that made battle royales mainstream. So I don't get the appeal of Fortnite. I say this as someone who played Warzone this week in the what we've been playing. But when I played Fortnite, I was just kind of not Fortnite's tricky to wrap your head around, especially at first, because obviously you've yeah. got the shooting stuff, and that's fine. That's standard battle royale stuff. But then on top of that, you have the building stuff and it can be a bit weird especially at first when you just see because all the building stuff essentially boils down to is build shields for yourself and go go like ramp up very high so you can see people so which is like probably not what they originally envisioned it as when they first made it but that's what it became so uh i'd say it's it's got its charm it's certainly different to a lot of the other ones on the market because of that i'd again i've tried it a few times it's not really one for me fortnite but I respect that it certainly opened it up to a lot of people, and it's a more colourful palette as well, helps make it more appealing to younger players, which is why you see it played so much on mobile devices. I think, 
at the end of the day, I think it's one of those ones, if you get into it and fall in love, it completely grabs yeah. you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like I said, I'm getting more into Warzone now. I kind of get the whole, oh, let's put hours into it. Where Like how we but, might have put tons of time into, say, Halo 3 or COD 4. Yes. Fortnite is that for the modern generation. And I'm kind of thinking that is pretty awesome and stuff, and I respect that. It's the same way, like, I will continually put hours into Gears and stuff. Yeah. Like, not to plug Gears, but new new season, new maps, new new everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a free plug there. But um, it's that sort of thing that I will happily pour hours into that, even though they haven't really changed the format of Gears and, you know, that thing. But I'm happily just any new content that's fresh in that. And I see people with Fortnite when they drop the new skin packs, when they have the special events, you know, the concerts where they're limited entry and stuff. And people go wild. It's number one trend on Twitter. It's taken over. People are genuinely excited. Also, that said, when it goes down and when something bad happens in Fortnite, the anger and the passion. Yeah, but that's just the internet thing in general. Like, people are way too invested in that kind of thing these days anyway. And that's not a knock. If If you love Fortnite, then yes, by all means, be invested in it. But it's just weird when people take it a bit too far. There's ways and means. Like, yeah. At, at in the company and saying it's dead to us R.I.P. Fortnite I mean I've seen the trailer you're like, dead to me and it's like you're going to be playing this in two days when it comes back yeah, oh look you're like, playing look, it <laughs> yeah look calm down yeah but I mean I have to say that was quite a big day in hindsight I know it was only on the PS4 in Europe like it had been released a little bit earlier I think maybe on other stuff and after it got released in and different- then you were like let's play this and then they were like haha your Epic account's locked to us now yeah pretty much fun but, times um, Good I think Fortnite, Fortnite will be is in gaming folklore. It's in gaming legacy. It's, it's still a part of it history. now. It's, it's yeah, it's, its legacy ever now. evolving. It's gonna be. It's the kind of I say this, and I know this is still popular, but it's not as hype. But it's sort of like how Minecraft came along, changed the game, grabbed a lot of people. Minecraft's still uber popular. No, I know it's uber popular, but like the peak of how it was everywhere, and everyone was like buzzing when it was like the bigger. I mean. Minecraft now has Lego sets. I know it's still popular. There is Lego, say so. Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, there's a Lego. There's, you can get a Lego Nair soon, which I would totally um, do if it didn't cost over two hundred pounds. Or if if I move north, we can go half these. <laughs> All right, done. Done. Um, no, but I was I was just more the fact when Minecraft came along and it had all the whole buzz and everyone was getting into it and it was really got that like. Um, not mainstream coverage, but mainstream coverage is the best way of putting it. I know it's still uber popular, but it's not always in the news. Whereas for me, if I go on a gaming website now and I don't see a Fortnite story or the top 10 most read down the side, I'm surprised. There's always something. Is more my point with its popularity currently. Anyway, you know what? You know what, Slazo? I mean, other stuff has come out on this day, but it was all terrible. <laughs> wow. There's, wow. There's other good stuff, but... Wow. <laughs> no, but that was all the notable stuff. When I think we spoke a lot. Like I said, it was actually a surprisingly good day. And also very summery games, because obviously, you know. Yeah, because it, it's, it's like, one might say it's, it's summer. summer. These are the type of games that you could waste your summer holidays to, kids. These are the types of games where you could sit outside and play the game and then start How coughing and si- hacking because you've caught COVID. And, oh How no. are you sitting outside on your Xbox 360 in 2010? What kind of setup did you have? Like a wheelie TV? <laughs> so a little, sorry, I've got an image. Right, All right. Oh, that was just playing along with your bit. And now, <laughs> oh no, how dare you do that? All right, I'll, I'll go back to being grumpy. Got it. Right. 
Nintendo Switch, Splatoon 2, in the sun, having a picnic, yeah. <laughs> a couple of games, sure. in the park, or socially distanced. Why not? Wow, I really killed you there. But you know what? You need to get your motivation up because you've got to sell, 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 sell this mystery game you're about to reveal. Because it's up next. It's Games on Trial. Edit that out because it's copyright. <laughs> okay. Right. So, right. Games on Trial. Obviously, if you've not caught previous editions of this segment on this show, I'll just quickly run down. Basically, this is a segment where one of the three of us, when Swiggy's here, gets to pick a game and defend it and tell me why it deserves more respect, or it doesn't deserve the negative re- reputation it has, or why it's better than people think. Just generally, basically, you're saving this game from going to its gaming jail, where people are like, oh, I'm never going to try that because people told me it was terrible. Slazo is going to defend the undefensible. That's like not this. even remotely true. I'm I'm defending an amazing game that at the time of its launch got hammered for no real reason, but... I love the idea. That's the attitude we want from our lawyer in this case. Right. Without well, I'm right, you're them, wrong. There we go. Who's in, who's in the dock this week? I, sure. Uh, it's Quantum Break. No. It's, uh, it's Final Fantasy Thirteen. Everyone's favourite Final Fantasy game. Ha 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 ha. So, yeah, this came out... Uh, I've got the page up here, actually, to help me out. Uh, yeah, this came out uh, for most territories back in about 2010. Uh, if you were in Japan, I think you got it a little earlier in 2009, apparently, according to this. But, uh, yeah, so this came out in 2010. This was uh, the hotly new anticipated entry to the Final Fantasy series that people were looking forward to with uh, the first ever female lead for the franchise in Lightning. And people got really rather annoyed at the time, claiming that this was not like a proper Final Fantasy game. Why? Because it was pretty linear. So, like, the first 30 hours or so of the game are mostly corridors um they were said oh it's not like a final fantasy game which is nonsense we'll get to that one in a minute uh people didn't like the fact you auto battle could auto battle your way through combat like there there were there were several different complaints all of which are garbage as people have realized in the decade since and uh, reception to this game has gotten a lot more cheery but uh for, for those people still holding on to the belief that final fantasy 13 sucked Sure, okay. So, um, I think it's great because the characters are all great. So, Lightning, for example, is not only the fir- was not only the first female lead in the franchise, she's also by far and away the most noteworthy and strongest female character they've made across the entire series. Like, I know people make jokes about, oh, here's Lightning advertising, I think it was Gucci. I think it was, like, Gucci handbags and stuff. But, like, in the nicest way, video game characters don't generally advertise high-class handbags and stuff. So when you've done that, you've done something right. So yeah, and was also was a strong enough protagonist that she then carried an entire trilogy of games with Final Fantasy Thirteen Two and Lightning Returns Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yeah, which was so, go on. With this, you're saying like when it came out, that's when it got a lot of the. Um, when it launched, yeah, because it a lot of people. So obviously, this was coming off. Obviously. So it had been a little while since the last one, but this was coming off Final Fantasy twelve, which was very open and kind of let the player do a lot of the stuff for themselves. Like it had a weird a weirdish combat system, which was kind of a mix of like turn based but also real time, and you could program your uh, AI partners as it were, to kind of do different roles. So it wasn't just the case if you're a healer, you could be like, 
if party member is under 60% health, use potion. If party member is under 30% health, cast heal. Stuff like that. Although you had to buy that weirdly to be able to do things like that. Whereas, so this um, is a lot more streamlined. This was the first kind of real attempt by them to make Final Fantasy a lot more accessible to newer players. Hence why you had stuff like Auto Battle in there, so that if you kind of just wanted to play the game for the story and not really worry about like the encounters or anything like that, you could hit Auto Battle and it would do a reasonable job of kind of guess, telling, putting in commands that would be useful for the enemy. So if they had strong magic defense, it would do physical attacks. If they had strong physical defense, it would do magic attacks. It wasn't perfect for a bunch of reasons, but um, it did well enough that you could reliably coast off of it if you wanted to. Oh, you don't even said it isn't perfect and stuff like that, like the criticism of it. Was it just the criticism that it was more streamlined, more like that, or do you think... It's casual! Was... They've ruined Final Fantasy! This yeah, isn't what was... I loved! <laughs> so do you think it was a very dramatic reaction and they just focused on the negatives of it and it's kind of like... How we've spoken before about how um, on this podcast, not particularly us, but how when they switched up Metal Gear and they swapped yeah. out Snake, is it that same sort of vibe that I to me, yeah, it's that kind of knee-jerk reaction of it's not immediately like the other games in the series, therefore it must be bad, which is absolute nonsense, as the Final Fantasy franchise would prove like pretty much all decade long, where it would continue to do different things. I mean, hell, you look at Final Fantasy Fifteen, where they're driving around in a car. And it's males only, and it's open world. Yeah, it's uh, quite a little bit different. So, but this was kind of probably one of the very first ones where they really started just going. Now nah, we're just going to do what we want with this series now, which is fine. Cause yeah, that's we want to. Final Fantasy is that, like we mentioned with Nintendo, they like to make games different. Final Fantasy is also kind of defined by nowadays. They try to make each entry kind of different and nice, and its own little world, as it were. It's the whole thing of they don't like change. It's something to me. New. Like, yeah, so I mean, I get. Some... I'll give them some credit. I get the like. So the big one was linearity, and I get that. Right. Like, there's no denying that the first uh, there's 13 chapters in the game. I want to say the first nine or ten are all effectively very pretty, very stylish corridors. I I I can't begin to deny that. I'm not going to. But I think what we've seen in the decades since is people have come to appreciate that linearity in video games isn't necessarily a bad thing. A lot of your favourite games are probably linear, either very obviously, so if you're like playing Call of Duty 4 or something, it's pretty linear. If you're playing Portal 2, pretty linear. Or kind of more subtle about it, so you might be playing in like a more open world, but it's you're clearly being funnelled towards one location, and there's not really other ways you can go off the beating path, because it won't yeah. progress you anyway. And also, because to be fair, another thing is you can go far too far the other way. I still remember when I played Final Fantasy VIII and you finally get to control the flying university and that's great. And then I proceeded to spend uh, a day trying to figure out what the next part of the story was because it turns out it's right next door. But I went sailing past that over the sea and then could never find my way back for the next day. <laughs> so there, there is one question I want to ask because obviously games on trial, so I get to ask you a few questions. Um, obviously, I know your opinion probably is going to say this. Do you think if people who hated this game played it again, having played the games that have followed, would change their minds and view it better now with a better I, I know a lot of people is. who've played Final Fantasy thirteen in the years after it's come out and have had a much warmer opinion to it. I know one or two haven't. One or two still rigidly believe it's crap because whatever, who cares? 
But uh, most people I know who've played it in the years since have kind of softened on it and gone, no, no, okay, I can see the appeal of it. It's, I'm not saying it's going to be their favourite. I don't deny that. It's not my favourite Final Fantasy. But uh, they've definitely kind of realised like they focus more on the positives of it now that they kind of know what they're getting into. Yeah, so they got sold on the project of they wanted to do this for Final Fantasy. This yeah. is what they did. With I mean, the advantage of like having it more linear is that you can focus a lot more on the balancing and you can focus a lot more on the um, characters. So, for example, in this one, everyone gets fully healed after every fight. Which means you can actually make quite interesting fights because you don't have to go. Well, what if the player's coming into this with like no health and no healing items and anything? Whereas in this, you can go, no, the player will always have max health, so we can have the enemies hit a little harder. We can have more status kind of stuff happening and going on. It's yeah, I you think it makes prefer sense. That. I prefer that in game. This might just be me, but so if more so with epically long games. Yes. I don't like coming back to it and then I forget that certain members of my let's say squad in this yeah. example are injured and I can't really use them. Yeah, I mean it's especially I... annoying if I'm quite a defensive player in a lot of RPGs meaning that, I mean you especially would have seen it if you watched me playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. You'd notice a lot of time if I've taken a lot of damage or if one of my party Pokemon's fainted, I'll just run back and go heal. And in fairness, that's because of the way that game's designed, because um, you essentially have a forced EXP all on, but if a party Pokemon's fainted, it won't get experience. So why wouldn't I go back and get it healed so it gets experience again? There's no yeah. there's no reason for me not to, especially because of how short the roots are in that game. Which is just then adding an extra thing. It's making yeah. you a little bit more chore-ish, I guess. Yeah. Whereas, um, but do, yeah. I mean, I get why that fainting's a mechanic, and I'm not saying that should be removed from that no, game. No, no, I'm not. I get but that, it's but nice I get the to appeal. Have one that, yeah. Yeah, you. This is the thing when you were talking about the whole linear to open world, and even talking that it's nice to mix it up and have different options. Yes. Like I'm not saying I kind of like in hindsight when you're telling me about this. Like I've only I'm not I'm not a big fan of Hans person. That's I fine. probably never will be. Um, <laughs> I have dabbled with the worst game in the series apparently. Wait, um, have you? X two. X two isn't the worst. Christ, who told you that? I mean, I can't name them. Don't want to out them on the podcast. Okay, but... okay. X2 is not the worst. It has problems, but, but X2 is hella stylish and is not the worst. But as my first Final Fantasy wasn't great. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I wouldn't start yeah. with a sequel. Yeah. Especially not yeah. like 10-2, but it's yeah. Just, okay. how, just how it worked, okay, <laughs> at the time. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not really... I don't think I'll ever have that love of it, but I like the idea that if I looked at the franchise history now and games like... Um, you said that there would be options to go, oh, this is my play style from other sort of games of this nature. I yeah. would probably be better at it to trying this one. So there's yeah. sort of, not an entry level, but there's sort of something like going, ease me into the series. Yeah, there's it's... definitely a Final Fantasy for everyone nowadays. Like, you could say, yeah. I prefer combat, like, from Kingdom Hearts, and you'd be able to go, oh, okay, so you'll probably lean towards these Final Fantasies and stuff like that. And the, the fact what you're saying, this is what I'm getting from what you're saying about um, this, is that this is a example of them doing non like they're giving you the different options from the previous games and yes. maybe the games that have followed a little bit so this is the one where oh well this could be the one for me and it might maybe. not be the one that appeals to everyone but there's probably some people out there who will probably love this one to death yeah. and snub some other ones and the fact there is that option now in the timeline of final fantasy games that can only be a good yeah, I would much rather they continue doing what they've been doing, which is to experiment and do different types of Final Fantasy for 
Well, just keep making different style Final Fantasy games. Nothing's stopping you from going to play the old one. I mean, they remastered yep. 7, so... <laughs> They've remastered the first, like, 10% of 7, Laura. <laughs> that counts, in my opinion. Oh, no, it's, it's re- great. It's great. And, heck, this uh, Final Fantasy 13, t- sorry, Final Fantasy 7 remake takes some nods from 13. But, um, yeah, there's definitely... There's definitely work to be done. And, no, what am I on about? Bleh. No, there's definitely a Final Fantasy for everyone. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, see, as I'm the only one here, so that means I've judged Jury and Executioner. What up? I am not going to send your uh, Final Fantasy game to jail. Good. I am going to pardon it. Because on your argument, very well argued, say so, <laughs> I, I think you acknowledged its flaws. I think you acknowledged the why it got criticised. And on the basis of what you said, and the fact of the little timeline I've just had a look at while you were talking a little bit, I think it's unfair for it to be jailed and shunned and have the negative reception that it got. I think in hindsight, hindsight's great, has um It's 2020, really someone would say. Hey, so I actually think I'm going to let your game off the hook. Yeah. Because I, I'm, like I said, not a big thing, but on the basis of what you said, I do believe in fra- big franchises not becoming stale and being trying something new. And when you try something new and try to change away from how things were there's always going to be someone you upset not a traditionalist but because that sounds weird in video game but there's certain people who are like i just want more of the same yeah but i feel people like, were like this is a next gen game it's going to be bigger and better and more open and then when they were put in the corridor they were like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute this isn't what i was but i get why that muddled and murky the view of it so i am going to pardon it all the Final Fantasy fans, if you disagree with us, particularly Slazer, because I ain't that strong opinion. I don't care. At Slazer King. <laughs> at Slazer King with your Final Fantasy views. And also ask him where he's at at Final Fantasy 7. I will, I will respond that, you know, there are no bad numbered Final Fantasies. Ooh. As I've said Ooh. before on Twitter. Ooh, Slazer comes out with fighting talk. I mean, I think that's actually everything for this edition without Squiggy. I think we can't bowl any more Slazo. We can't... I think our wicket's been taken out. This is desperate now, Laura. I know. What, with my cricket puns or my stalling? The cricket puns. (laughs) The cricket puns. You know what? When Squiggy comes back, you know what's not going away? The cricket puns. Yes, they are. Then, now, forever. Anyway, I've got to do the little wrap-up now. So that was a fantastic episode, Slazo, if I do say so myself. I might say it was episode 8, Laura. I wasn't gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna. I knew it was episode eight. Did you? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I was just gonna say it was a fantastic episode, and I enjoyed your company. Aww. And then I was gonna say, so I'm, obviously. I'm done now. I'm going back to being a ghost. Oh, spooky! I was gonna say, is there anything you'd like to plug? Was also gonna be, but now use episode eight. We're gonna plug episode eight, and then soon to plug episode nine. Is there anything you'd like to plug before I plug the podcast? <laughs> Would I like to put a plug in front of your plug? Um, yeah. Yes, I, I can I can plug away. Well, firstly, as I mentioned, if you want to follow me, if you want to at me about my Final Fantasy opinions or where I am in Final Fantasy VII Remake so I don't respond to you, then you can do so. I'm at SlazerKing, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G. And if you were like, man, I'd love to listen to that guy talk about manga instead of this with two other people and hear him get really mad because I've heard him defend something, but now I want to hear him rip into something. Boy, do I have the podcast for you. Trash Manga Friends every fortnight where me and my friends Mike and Phil uh, talk shit about manga. 
or more accurately, Phil recommends something, so he's like, eh, it's alright, while me and Mike are like, no, it's terrible, it's awful. Phil, why'd you read this? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TrashMangaCast, and we are on all good podcasting services like the Spotify, the Apple, the Stitcher, the TuneIn, but not Google, because Google hates us. One day. We'll be on Google one day. Much that like this podcast. Beautiful. Yeah, well, this podcast is also available on Spotify, which you should follow us. It's also on Apple Podcasts, which is a fantastic service that also has Trash Manga, apparently. And you can follow both of them and subscribe. And you know what, Slater? You know what they should do to both of them podcasts? Give like them a five-star five review. Stars. Five stars. Yes. That's right. Because one isn't enough. Two is terrible. Three, no, we deserve more. Four, oh no, go for the perfect score with five. Don't know why I'm plugging five stars. But that would be great. And it would help us go up the ratings. And it does something else magical that I don't know about because I don't know the <laughs> algorithm. I just know it helps. But um, also, you know what else I could get some more behind lagging goodness, Lazo? Oh, or lagging behind. I literally linked it there. Cause where could it be, Laura? <laughs> on Twitter at behind lagging. Whoa. Yeah. But Laura, I've looked at that Twitter account over the months and they never tweet. Well, that's all about to change, Lazo. <laughs> and it already has changed. There'll be fresh content, updates, and I'm going to keep you up to date, oh, me personally here, on how everyone's doing with the free stuff playthrough. And by up to date, until week four, just before the podcast, it'll probably be just installed the game. Lol. I mean, yeah, I mean, we didn't really talk about it, but I I finished, Ori. Where are you, Lore? I am 30 minutes into it. Yeah. (laughs) Squeezy still hasn't played it. He isn't here to defend himself, (laughs) so. This is Uh, like the polar opposite of the last one we did. (laughs) I know, I know. But obviously, if you follow us at Behind Lagging on Twitter, we will now have more up-to-date content. There will be maybe midweek tweets that aren't me just telling you to follow the podcast, but it's also worthwhile. And also, while I remember it, he isn't here, but he is playing cricket, and he will be back in your hearts. You probably should give at Geordie Squires a follow to boost their numbers and their ego. And at the time, when you do it, at him saying, play Ori, hashtag free stuff. That's right. Yeah. And that's everything, so... Yeah. I don't remember how Squiggy normally finishes the podcast other than Toodle Pip, join us for episode 9. Goodbye!